0: It's amazing what God can do in a short space of time. I have many testimonies of what God can do between here and Brisbane. (laughs) When people get sent down to Brisbane being told they're dying or something and they get down there and the specialists go, why are you in my office? (laughs) Because I was sent here. And the medical people don't like that because most of them don't believe in miracles. But uh, we do, don't we? And it's good that God can do these things. Pray always, the Bible says, in all circumstances, give thanks. Well, I'm going to ask David to come forward. He's going to share the word tonight. So let's give him a hand as he comes, encourage him. Can you hear me? How are we all? Um, the other night, well, actually, the last, for the last couple of weeks, I've been preparing a message entitled um, "The Age of Reason and Childlike Faith," and God had different ideas. <laughs> I had some plans. He woke me up at two o'clock the other morning on Friday night. I said, "No, I want you to preach this message instead." And vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. I'd like you to turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Second Timothy chapter two. 2 Timothy chapter 2, vessels of honour and vessels of dishonour. First, I'd just like to read this this, um, passage in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 6 to 7. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So that which shines out of our earthen vessels, as Diane said uh, just before, you know that God gets the glory. It's not of us, but it's of God, that the, the excellency of the power may be of God. For God is light and in him there is no darkness. We are made in the image of God and we are made to reflect his light into a world of darkness. You know, God is a reservoir. He's an endless reservoir with a never-ending supply of life-giving water, the water of life. Can we have the next slide, please? I'm not sure if this is on. The green light's not on. Does that mean the battery's no good? Sorry? I'll get you to change it for me instead. Um, God is light and in him there is no darkness. Sorry, God is a reservoir with a never-ending supply of life-giving water, the water of life. As such, we have been created as vessels to receive his life-giving water and be overflowing with it for a dry and thirsty land of broken vessels." John 7:38 says, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Streams of living water will flow out of our innermost being or our innermost vessel. You know, God has given us his light, he's given us his love in earthen vessels and we are to shine that light and we are to overflow with the water of life and overflow with his love. The question I'd like to discuss with you tonight is what is your status? You updated your status? Those of you who have got Facebook or know about Facebook, it's all about your status on Facebook, isn't it? That's actually part of what I was going to talk about tonight, about the disciples saying to Jesus, you know, who is the greatest? And instead of focusing on greatness, they were focusing on who is the greatest. And quite often, you know, We can update our status on Facebook, but I want to ask you the question tonight, what is the status of our vessels tonight? Does our life, our earthen vessels, have the ability to receive, to hold, to carry, to give out or to overflow to others that which we have experienced for ourselves? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. You've created us in your image. You've created us to be vessels, Lord God, that would hold, would receive, would carry, would overflow with your love and your light, Lord, and Father, your life, and Lord, and your forgiveness. And we ask that tonight, as we just uh, look at these scriptures, Lord God, that you would just help us to be vessels, Lord. So many of us are broken vessels, Lord. So many of us know broken vessels, Lord. So many of us are, Lord, a, a little on the short side, Father God, where we feel that we can't uh, carry too much of your light and your love, Lord God, and we just ask tonight that you would have your way, Lord, that we would become vessels fit for the Master's use, vessels that, Lord, would be pleasing to you, vessels of honour, Lord, not vessels of dishonour. Father, we just ask that you would just help us as we come around your word tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 to 21. Can I have the next slide, please, guys? But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some to honor and some to dishonor. I'll read that again. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. The word there for honor is the word timi or timae in the Greek, and it means to be valuable or to have worth, to be precious. On the other hand, it means that value and that worth is belonging to or given or shown to one because of of that value. To dishonor, it's the the Greek word atimia, and it means embarrassment, disgrace, reproach, cheap of no value. Now there's two opposites there. means to be embarrassed about or something that you can't talk about, to disgrace, to reproach, to be cheap and to be of no value. When it comes to being reflectors of the image of God and the light of God in us, are we reflecting that value and reflecting that worth of God? Or by the way that we portray our vessels, the way that we live our life, is are we taking his honor and his glory and his worth and his value and making that of no, no value or making that, I guess, an embarrassment. You know, there's things that we can talk about. There's things that we can't talk about. And I want to tell you tonight, you should feel very fortunate because my wife banned me from bringing a certain object tonight. I wanted you to remember this <laughs> message tonight. Malcolm's laughing. He knows what it is. I wanted you to remember this message tonight, and I I think in pictures and I talk in pictures. And let me just read this first this next verse, but can we have the next slide, please, guys? You'll see what I was going to bring. And you see, there you go. I was gonna bring my porta potty, and you would never forget this message tonight. Those of you who go camping, you would appreciate the worth of a porta potty. Anyway, let me read this verse. Second Timothy two, verses 21. It says, if a man cleanses himself from the latter, or if a man cleanses himself from being dishonorable or dishonor, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. A vessel of honor. Are we able, the question, are we able to receive or are we belching out like I spoke a few weeks ago about the Titanic, about the fourth funnel being a fake? Are we just belching out steam and hot air or are we vessels that are able to receive, maybe broken vessels or cracked pots, unable to retain any water at all, vessels of honour or vessels of dishonour, valuable or cheap? A credit to our owner, a credit to our God, or do we bring shame or, or are we to be ashamed of? Are we a water fountain, a vessel of honour, or are we a port-a-potty, a vessel of dishonour? If I had brought my big drinking water bottle with a tap in it and my porta potty I can guarantee you, you would not forget this message tonight. But that's the question, that's what God... Ask me to bring it two o'clock in the morning. Are we vessels of honour or are we vessels of dishonour? Are we bringing glory to God or are we bringing shame to him? You only have to check sometimes people's Facebooks to see whether they're vessels of honour or vessels of dishonour. You know, to value that valuable thing, I've got a picture there of, of gold plates and, you know, when... Maybe when the pastor comes for dinner or, say, the queen, would we get out our fine china, would we get out our gold utensils, or would we just serve a meal to our pastor or to even the queen on just plain old cheap plates and with plastic cutlery? You know, sometimes we have an array of valuable things and and fine china and maybe those gold utensils, but they're sitting in a cupboard like a cabinet, a display cabinet but they're only collecting dust. Are we able to use, and the thing is about being vessels of honour, are we able to be usable or is it just a display for people to look at through a glass, maybe on Sundays? Vessels of honour or vessels of dishonour? See, I can talk about porta potty My wife said you probably shouldn't even talk about it, but Paul talked about that sort of stuff. <laughs> Philippians 3.8. He says, what is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them dung that I might gain Christ. So what do we value? Do we value, I'm pretty sure, I didn't have a look, but I probably should have. Pretty sure Paul is talking about all his achievements here in the previous verses, in the previous chapters about, you know, i'm a hebrew circumcised on the eighth day and and these are the things that i've done and this is what i've done but i consider that all loss i consider that all done compared to the surpassing greatness of jesus christ himself a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor you know some time ago i think it was back in the time when we were moving from gaender up to gladstone I was sitting in my, I think it was my old Pajero, might have been Teresa's car, at Gingin. Gin. I can see Teresa cringing because I'm telling this story. I'm just going to smile and get through it. <laughs> I was sitting at the, outside the BP in the park across the road. It was a really hot day. I was sitting in my car under the shade of the tree, eating a pie and having a coffee, just breaking the trip. And all of a sudden this four-wheel drive and a little camper trailer pulled up did a big u-turn sort of i was facing this way did a big u-turn in front of me and pulled up and a guy and his wife get out and they were doing something with the camper trailer well i didn't realize right there in front of me was an rv dump point for porta potties i'm sitting there eating my pie but you can put your fingers in your ears if you want to what I found really disgusting was this guy and his wife they were emptying the porta potty and there was a hose on the tap about this long and so as he's flushing out his porta potty he's also got the hatch open for the water tank and he's using the same hose for the porta potty to put drinking water in in his camper but he didn't just do that every now and then he was a bit thirsty so he'd <coughs> put the hose to his mouth but then the disgusting thing was he'd put the hose right down the neck of his porta potty and then fill up a bit more of his camper trailer and have another drink. Vessels to honour or vessels to dishonour. When I thought of that story, I thought that fits perfectly. Teresa's a bit disgusted that I told you that story, but hey, if that sticks in your mind, then that's... <laughs> Vessels of this vessels of honour or vessels of dishonour. Can I have the next slide, please, so people don't have to look at the porta potty. You know what has God given us? He's shined his light into our life, into our earthen vessels. He's given us his light. He's given us his love. He's given us his life. And he's given us his forgiveness question is, with our vessels, God's light, are we able to receive his light? Are we able to hold his light? Are we able to carry his light to a dying world? And do we overflow? Do we allow his light to shine from within us? God's love. Are we able to receive God's love? As earthen vessels, are we able to hold God's love? Are we able to carry God's love to a dying world and are we able, do we have the ability to overflow God's love from within our hearts, from within our vessels? God's life. Are we able to receive God's life? Are we able to hold God's life and carry God's life and overflow that life to a dying world? Maybe you're able to say yes to those three things, but let me ask you about God's forgiveness. Because in John, the book of John, we read that, you know, God has forgiven us and we should forgive others as he has forgiven us because those who hate their brother or do not forgive their brother cannot say that they love God. Pretty strong words. Forgiveness. Are we able to receive God's forgiveness? Forgiveness. Are we able to hold God's forgiveness in our earthen vessels? Are we able to carry God's forgiveness to a hurting and dying world? And are we able to overflow with forgiveness when those about us, especially those that are close, hurt us, betray us, make us ashamed? Are we able to offer forgiveness as Christ has forgiven us. Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 13. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the never-ending vessel from which life springs of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns or they have dug their own community vessels for others to come and draw from. You know, looking into this, into this, um, word about cisterns. There's two, I want to refer to them as community vessels for many people to come and draw from. It's a, a reservoir. You know, in the Old Testament particularly, there were two types of reservoirs, two types of community vessels. The first one was a well where there was an opening in the ground down through the water table. The water table was up through the hole in the ground and you'd let a bucket down. Everybody knows about that. A cistern was something that was still underground, but it didn't go into the water table. It was like a, a man-made tank. We have water tanks today, rainwater tanks, to collect water uh, from the rain. And it was, but it was a place that, you know, whole families could come and draw water from. And here in the book of Jeremiah, it says, you know, that the sin of the people was that they had, for, they had forsaken God as their sister, as the giver of the spring of living water and they had dug their own cisterns but their own man-made cisterns were not able to hold water. In other words, the things that they did to try and retain that light and that love and, and the life and the forgiveness of God, those things were uh, leaky. They, they They were false. They weren't able to hold the goodness of God. And, you know, community... Community vessels. Let me tell you a story about a community vessel. It's found in the book of John 4. John chapter 4. We know the story quite well about the woman at the well, the woman at the community vessel. Verses 1 to 42. I'm not going to read them all, but I'm going to paraphrase them like this. In Samaria, at Jacob's well which was the community vessel, Jesus, the perfect vessel, asked a woman who was a broken vessel for a drink of water from her water vessel. The woman told Jesus, your Jewish vessel shouldn't be asking this Samaritan vessel for a drink. Jesus said that if she knew the type of Jewish vessel that he was, she would be asking him for a drink of water. You have no water vessel, and the community vessel is very deep, said the broken vessel. Then Jesus told her how she had been a vessel unto dishonor, but if she was to drink the water of life from his perfect vessel, she could become a vessel unto honor. She left her water vessel at the community vessel and went and told the other vessels, to come and meet the perfect vessel who told her how broken her vessel actually was. Many came and drank of the water of life from the perfect vessel, and they too became vessels unto honour. Vessels of honour or vessels of dishonour? Are we able to receive, hold, carry and overflow... God's love, his light and his life and forgiveness. Are we able to overflow? Because it's not, you know, sometimes we think, well, our vessel is just for us. Our vessel is like just, you know, God's created us to be a, a reservoir and be able to live off that which he's given us. And God's purpose and his plan And his desire for our lives is that we would be a reservoir that others could come and drink the water of life. And God wants us to have a capacity to be big enough to hold, to receive, to be able to carry enough of his life and his light and his love and forgiveness to be able to overflow, not so much selfishly just for ourselves, but for a community. To be a community vessel. Turn with me, please, in your Bible to Jeremiah chapter 18. Can I have the next slide, please, EJ? Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 to 5. You know, as Smith Wigglesworth used to say, first in the natural and then in the spiritual first in the natural and then in the spiritual. That's how God speaks to me quite often, and it was particularly the way that God spoke to Jeremiah, first in the natural and then in the spiritual. For in Jeremiah 18, he said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah had been, in verse 17, he'd been lamenting and complaining about other nations that were coming and that were going to come as he prophesied and um bring punishment on the nation of Israel. He was complaining. And it seems that he was just sitting on his butt, doing nothing but complaining to God about what was taking place. Because in Jeremiah chapter 18, we read this, verse 1. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Verse 2, get up. Get up, get up, get up off your butt. Get up and do something. Get up, he said, and go down to the potter's house. Now, isn't that interesting? Get up and go down. You know, we used to say about going out dancing, they're going to get up and get down again. But hey, Jeremiah was told, get up and go down to the the potter's house. When you go down there, I will give you my message. Jeremiah says, So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. It was broken in other translations. It was wrong or it was not as he'd hoped in another translation. So the potter formed it into another pot. The NLT, the New Living Translation, I think it is, says he squashed it. And started all over again, shaping it as it seemed best to him. Another translation says, as he saw fit in his eyes. Then the word of the Lord came to me, said Jeremiah. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter does, declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel." You know, when God is shaping our pots, when God is shaping our lives, when God is shaping our reservoir and our vessels to be community vessels, community-minded, to be reservoirs for other people to come and find God's love and his light and his life and his forgiveness, so many times, over and over and over And over again, God takes that lump of clay that he's forming and he squashes it and he folds it. Just when we think we've got everything right in our vessel, just when we think we're the perfect vessel that maybe brings God honour, something comes our way and squashes us. Something comes our way and it's like the potter is folding us again. It's like the potter is kneading that clay of our life over and over again squashed and flattened and battered and kneaded back into a lump with all the air squeezed out of us it seems thrown back onto that dirty old wheel again and it's like from above it's like that lump of clay in the picture and sometimes it's almost like we're just absolutely gutted it's like You know, God's hand just comes down and and guts us right in the middle and and it's like the walls go up and then everything starts to spin again and again and again. Thrown back on the wheel, gutted, and the walls go up and everything starts to spin. It's like we feel hollowed out again. The pressure, the squeezing, the friction, the scraping away of everything that seems good over and over and over again until finally something beautiful is starting to appear and to surround us and good things seem to be taking shape once again. Then the spinning stops and we think we're okay, but over and over again, squashed, flattened, it's like Lord do these situations ever stop do these situations ever stop you know you know the people that have a wonderful life and nothing ever goes wrong for them what has God got for them what responsibility and capacity has God got for them I don't know but I'm one of the many people that seems to be squashed and flattened and thrown on the wheel time and time again with situations and I want to say to you tonight if you're one of the lucky people who everything goes right in your life then you can tune out you might even maybe you can go home right now but you know for most of us it's those situations and those problems that come time and time again and I want to say to you tonight God has a plan and a purpose in your life to shine his love, his light, his life, and his forgiveness. He wants to build into you through situations and through spinning and through being squashed and flattened. He wants to build into you a capacity, not just for yourself, not just for your family, but that you might be a community vessel that where other people can come and draw from his light, his love, his life and his forgiveness. God's plan and his purpose and his desire. Sometimes when we think about it, we have desires and plans and purposes for our life. But God wants to say that my, my ways aren't your ways and my thoughts aren't your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, says the Lord, so are my ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God wants to build into each and every one of us a capacity to hold more light, to hold more life, to hold more love and more forgiveness that we might be overflowing, not just to a community, but to a world that is dying, a world full of darkness, a world full of hatred for each one for his brother, a world that's going to hell, a world in eternity that will be separated from the love, the light, the life and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we tend to even lose faith and want to give up in the potter and just forget about it. But God wants to build into our vessel, into your vessel, into my vessel, a capacity that would reach further and further and would be able to even minister and dispense His light, His love, His life and His forgiveness to so many broken vessels in this dark and dying world. God is preparing us. Can I just have the last slide, please, EJ? As I just asked Kate and the team to come. God is preparing us as a reservoir an instrument for noble purposes made holy and useful to the Master and prepared to do any and every good work. He shapes us as He seems fit for the responsibility and capacity that lies ahead in His plans and purposes for our lives, our vessels. God's love, God's light, God's forgiveness, are we able to receive, to hold, to carry, and to overflow from our vessels into a hurt, dying, dark, and lost world? Let's just bow as we pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, sometimes we look back over our lives and we just, Lord, we just see the utter, garbage that for some reason lord we've had to go through for some reason lord we're going through and lord it's not your plan to harm us it's your plan to do good to us lord and lord not just for we ourselves but that lord we might affect a, a dying in a dark world lord with your glory father with your light father that you've given into our earthen vessels to shine forth lord and bring you glory and bring you honor Father, tonight I ask that you would just help us, Father God, to, Lord, just to understand that you're at work in our life when everything seems to be falling apart and, Lord, just being squashed and flattened, Lord, our vessel, the the one that we thought was bringing you honour and glory, Lord. And, Father, when things just seem to go wrong, help us to trust in you that you know what you're doing, that you're building a capacity in us, Lord, far greater than what we could even imagine that, Lord, it's to affect so many people, Lord, far more than we would ever imagine, Father God, that our lives would affect and and help, Lord, to bring to your light and your love and your life and your forgiveness, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name tonight, Lord, that, Father, we would be, we would understand that you want to make us into vessels of honour, vessels of honour. You want to take us from being vessels of dishonour, Lord, And make us into, Lord, those vessels of honor that would flow out and overflow, Lord, with the river of the water of life, Lord, that only you can bring, that only you can give. I pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we sing this song,